to more than a few words in marketing podcasts for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. Last week, we talked about beer. This week, we're going to talk about food. And we have two food marketing social media folks joining us. I'm going to start with Angela. Introduce yourself. Tell folks a little bit about you. Hi, I'm Angela Patton, and I'm with the West Bank Cafe in downtown Indy on the Canal Walk. Um, I began doing the social media part of our business back in uh, November of this last past year, and it's been kind of a whirlwind, but I've had a great time, and it's proven to be very effective for our business, and I enjoy it immensely. Awesome. Well, we are so glad that you could um, join us today. And sitting here with us, Lauren. I'm Lauren Fiedler, and I do the marketing and promotions for Scotty's Brewhouse, Scotty's Lake House, Three Wise and Brewing Company, and soon to be open Scotty's Burger Joint in Columbus, Indiana. Um, we've been doing social media for a while, and um, we've learned a lot of the ins and outs and what to do and what not to do. Thank you. Um, we're so glad you're here. Um, I was giving Lauren a hard time. Um, the beer people brought food last week. No, so they brought beer. beer. Um, there, we were expecting food this morning, but I guess the kitchen doesn't open until later. Yes, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Scotty's Pickle. Um, also sitting in. Hey, I saw Lucy Carter. Of course, when they had a food thing, they had to call me in. We're going to have Hungry Boy Jay Mattingly, but uh, he's wrapping up some loose ends this morning. <laughs> so this morning, we are going to be talking about marketing and food. So let me start, and I'll, I'll throw this out, let out, uh, Lauren go first, and then Angela. Um, what's the hardest thing about engaging people as a restaurant? Um, I think the hardest thing we've run into is trying to keep up with the amount of volume and response we get through social media. Um, being able to respond to each and every person, making sure everybody's happy. We want that interaction, but sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, um, especially when Scott, our CEO, is a big tweeter, and uh, everybody expects him to respond to their tweets. And so it's a lot of work <laughs> over and over again. I, I Yeah, and, and you know what, so he's really good. And he does something that I want to ask you about in a little bit. But um, from your side of it, Angela, as you guys are getting started, what advice would you have to other restaurants that are trying to figure out if this is going to work for them? A lot of people have a um, an idea that social media is not the best way to engage um, and advertise your business, and I would say that that's not wrong. I, I would say that that's wrong. Um, when I got started in it, I was a little bit skeptical as well. But I will tell you that it's exactly what you need to do. Um, our sales have almost really tripled over last spring um, from when I started doing. Um, the social media aspect of it. Mostly I do a lot of Twitter. I do a little bit of Facebooking. I like Twitter the best. And I think that people um, make the mistake of trying to, um, when they get started in this, trying to uh, force their business on people and doing nothing but talking about your business all day long. What I have found that has been most productive for us is 
yeah, you advertise, you know, your special you might be having or something that might be going on in the restaurant. But you also want to engage with your customers and talk to your customers about things that have, um, interest them. And um, I think that's what's helped us um, increase our followers and increase our sales. Yeah, that, that sort that of uh, wider, that, that wider range. And clearly that's something that um, uh, you guys have done at the Brew House. Yeah, we like to put a personality behind the brand. Um, Scott is the person tweeting from at Brew House. He is the personality. If you guys follow him, you know that he does have a very strong personality, and he says what he wants to say because he's being his own person, and he wants to be represented as who he really is. Um, and each one of our people on this corporate team have a Twitter handle, and it's all our own personalities. You can contact one person about um, service that you had and another person about maybe a sponsorship you want to do. Um, we try and make ourselves available at all times. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't Brewhouse even actually encourage servers to create their own Twitter yes. handle? Um, we have a social media um, contract that they sign when they're hired, basically saying that if you, we encourage you to be on social media, um, but basically to not talk badly about the company. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because being in the restaurant industry, obviously there's a lot of turnover. Uh, so you run into problems where people are fired or quit or unhappy, and you know you don't want that turning around and biting you on the butt. Absolutely. Um, something I want to uh, talk about is is responses and engagement. So you guys talk about things that are more than um, uh, just your latest promotion. Do you have guidelines for how and when you respond to people when they reach out to you guys? Angela, you want to take that one first? What What was the question again? I'm sorry, I really didn't hear. How do I respond to people when they reach out to us about, is that what you asked? Well, do you have kind of guidelines for when you will or won't reply to people? Um, and I don't know how much response you're getting yet, but as you guys get more popular, how do you handle the... Uh, you know, when people put comments about the restaurant on Twitter? You know, um, I respond to each and every person's comment, um, positive or negative. It's part of the job. Um, not everybody's going to be happy with everything that comes out of the restaurant. If there's a complaint, you need to respond to it. And I always look at it with an open mind and objectively. And if it's a situation that needs to be handled, I, I go from there with it, but you know we have had we have had negative reviews on our service end of it, which we've done a really good job of fixing the problems we've had on the service end. But I, I do respond to a lot of um, people's comments, and a lot of them have been negative in the past. Not so much now, but it's it's just something that you have to do, and you have to do it with an open mind and be objective and listen to what the customers have to say and fix the problem. Um, if you want their repeat business. Absolutely. So what do you guys do, Lauren, um, when you get more on the customer service side or, or those kind of comments? Um, a lot of the times we respond right away to every single comment. We also respond to every single four square second and ask how their service is. So we kind of ask for those comments, good or bad, to come back to us. Um, if it's a bad comment, then we send it to that store's GM. They have to respond. Uh, Scott responds, um, and usually another person on the corporate team responds to that person. Um, 
basically our customers are our biggest advocate. So we want everybody to be happy. They had a bad experience. We want to make it right, no matter what. Now, something that was interesting, and one of the things I've noticed about uh, Scott, sometimes he'll put something up and I'll, you know, I'll respond to him. And um, I've met him several times, so I feel, I mean, I really feel like I know him. And sometimes he'll respond to me in a DM and not in the public stream. And even when it's something that I think would have been okay, is there a kind of a logic and a reason behind when he decides to respond publicly versus when he decides to respond in a DM? Um, recently, it's been brought to our attention that um, it's almost, I want to say, obnoxious when there's so many. I mean, he tweets back to every single person. Mm -hmm. he gets, I mean, in three minutes before, he's gotten like 50 tweets. So if he's responding to each one of those, it's filling up everybody else's dream. So what he started doing is DMing people back. Not only does it make it, he feels like it makes it more personal because you're having a personal conversation one on one, but then it doesn't bother other people with com with personal conversations, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I also um, uh, kind of when you're talking about um, not just promoting your own restaurant, we put up a note that we were in Florida. Uh, in an area that Scott was familiar with, and he DM'd me with a list of restaurants I should check out there. I, I, I thought that was sort of a, an interesting way of extending the brand. Yeah, we see ourselves as sort of like restaurants as a family, not mm -hmm. necessarily as we're all competitors out for ourselves. Um, I know he's really close with uh, Rocket in Chicago, the owner there, and like when we all go to Chicago, that's where we go and eat, like we support each other. Cool. But at the same time, not everything that Scott tweets or puts on Facebook is strictly about the restaurant family. Gotta ask, uh, not that I would ever do this with my own boss, <clears throat> but are there ever times when he see, he puts something up and he just wants facepalm? <laughs> um, we have facepalm before, um, but with Scott, I mean he's the boss, so he gets to make decisions, so you can't tell him no. <laughs> How about you, Angela? Do you ever get any feedback from uh, your bosses, uh, restaurant owners, in terms of what they do or don't want you to be putting up on social media? Or have they made suggestions of things that you think, wow, I really wish you know, they you know, no, they really haven't. They haven't played a real integral part in that. It's been basically up to me what I do or don't do, um, because honestly, they wouldn't have the slightest clue as to what to do. Um, so that's all at my discretion, um, and it's been working. So <laughs> they haven't. They haven't. I, honestly, I don't even know that they even look at the page. To, to be honest, um, I'm the one who handles all of that. That was actually going to be my next question is, is um, do they really understand what, what the social media is bringing? They really, they, you know what, they really don't. They, they really, really don't. Um, they, ha they have no idea what it's really, really done and how useful that it is to the business. And, and that's the sad part of it, in, in my opinion, um, because it, ha it, has done a lot, it has done a lot for us. If I hadn't if I hadn't started our Twitter page, got the website up, and been active with the Facebook, which I, I don't use it as much more as I do the Twitter, we wouldn't have been introduced to um, the Colts Concierge 
to the minorities and hospitality group. We wouldn't have uh, been put in contact with the Super Bowl um, planning committee because we're working with them on some things. All of this has been because of social media. It really, I think it's an amazing way to break down barriers and, and give you, like you said, access to, uh, to different people. What would you say um, biggest success that you guys have had, and I'll hit Lauren first and then give Angela give you a chance to think about it, single biggest success you've had as a result of social media, something that you know you couldn't have pulled off any other way? Um, I think the biggest success we had is it's kind of put our company, we're known for social media now. Like, uh, Scott does chats all over. He's going to Chicago next month to do a chat at a conference. And, I mean, none of that would have been possible without the use of social media. Um, it also gives us that opportunity to connect with customers that wouldn't necessarily reach out to us. If they had a bad experience, say they just tweeted about Scotty's Brewhouse, we happened to search for Scotty's Brewhouse on Twitter and saw that they had a bad experience, and we reached out to them. Otherwise, they would have just left our restaurant, and we would have never been able to get them back in. So it gives us that chance to bring them back that we didn't have before. Cool. How about you, Angela? I would agree, I would agree, with, I would agree with that. Um, if, we, if we didn't have the social media um, accounts that we have, I don't think we would be able to effectively deal with um, our customers um, and their response to our business, their complaints, or um, their praises for the things that we do. There wouldn't be a way for us to know about all of that. Because of it, we know when there's a problem and we're able to fix it and uh, retain the customers that we have. Um, You know, like we have not only Twitter, but we have like Yelp accounts, and whatnot, you people post reviews, we're able to go on there and respond to them. If we didn't have that, we, we wouldn't necessarily know that someone had a bad experience or someone wanted to praise us for the experience that they had. We wouldn't know that. that. There's really so much more social media than just for restaurants than just Twitter and Facebook. There's also Yelp and Urban Spoon and Google Places. How do more right. how do these all factor into your plan? Um it's definitely an add-on. You have to discuss. There's more than, I mean, there's hundreds of review sites out there. And uh, Yelp and Urban Spoon are obviously the ones that are more on the forefront. Um, but you have to have your eyes open all the time to see where you're mentioned. Um, and once you get out there and people know that you're responding to those sort of things, they're going to expect your response. So you have to be more careful to respond to everybody because you don't want one person thinking they're not important because you didn't give them a response. I just got invited to a new um, a new app yesterday. Forecast. Have either of you guys seen this? Um, forecast. No. Forecast actually ties into Foursquare, and instead of checking in, you pre-check in. So you say, "I'm going to be at this location at this time," and then it goes to hit your Twitter stream so people can plan on meeting you. And then when you get, like, when the time arrives, then it reminds you again and says, so are you here? Um, I haven't decided whether I like it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that idea. <laughs> you know what? I, I, um, I, don't, I don't have enough time to do social media as it is, but I, I got the invite, so I'm checking it out. But we have a question. Yeah, we have a question from Will Hardison. 
Um, how do you guys, excuse me, girls, uh, track and measure your social media efforts? How about you, Angela? What was the question? I'm sorry, I didn't. didn't Sound uh, right here. Um, how do you track or measure um, the results uh, of your social media efforts? What kind of metrics are you using to validate if this is working for you? I started, well, what I did is I started keeping track of what our sales were um, when we first opened and how they progressed, like what percentage they went up month by month or went down. And then when I started the social media, then from that point on, I started comparing our sales each month to what they did prior to the start of social media. And um, so that's how I kind of tracked it. Cool. Lauren, what do you, I mean, because, and, and, you know, the difference is you're managing multiple facilities and you're also coordinating the efforts of multiple people. So how do you figure out whether this is worth the investment you guys are making? Um, I don't think it's necessarily that we have numbers to prove it. We just have responses and interaction that we didn't have before. We know that we're, it's effective and we're getting people back in the stores obviously, like I said before, about people leaving and being unhappy. When they come back, we know that it works. Um, we don't necessarily use any certain program to track how effective it is or any of those sort of things. Um, I think that once we keep getting bigger and bigger, that might be something that we'll look into. But right now, we're just trying to keep afloat on <laughs> all five Twitter accounts and all those sort of things. So. so do you have different personalities for the different restaurants? Or is there an overriding brew house personality that you try to maintain in all of them? Well, what we encourage um, for the separate locations are uh, people that actually work at the location, tweeting from those uh, different accounts. Um, the general manager, the managers there, uh, sort of giving their own personality because they're in the trenches every day. They know what's going on. They know if somebody asks how long is the wait, they're going to be able to answer you right away, whereas I obviously won't know. Mm -hmm. um, so we encourage them to get involved, and it also helps them realize how effective social media is. Because if they've never been on Twitter, they've seen Twitter stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until they sign up for it and actually get in there and realize now, do you have, besides the uh, Blue House PR loop, do you have a Twitter account for you as Lauren? I do not. Okay. I have enough trouble <laughs> keeping up with the Twitter account that I already have. <laughs> cool. How about you, Angela? Do you just have the Left Bank uh, Indie account, or do you have an Angela Patton Twitter account as well? No, I, I well, actually cool. have more than one Twitter account. I have Left Bank Cafe's Twitter account. I have uh, Mojo Coffee. Uh, Coffee House's Twitter account. I have my own personal account, and then I have an Angela's Treasured Memories account for my own business that I have. Okay, so how do uh, so that 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 brings up the question: When you're managing all those accounts, and and more, you manage multiple accounts too. What kind of tools do you use to uh, keep them straight so you're not constantly logging in, logging out, logging in, logging out? <laughs> That's a good question because I, re I I really I really don't I really don't have um, a way that I've managed that thus far. Um, I've just that's exactly how I've done it. I've logged in and logged out. I have certain times a day that I tweet on 
uh, my personal accounts and my own business account, um, and then I have time set aside for the day that I do Mojo's and Left Banks. So, yeah, I haven't really got that down to the science yet. Okay. Uh, Lauren, what do you use? Um, we have tweet quotas and fan page post quotas and everything per day. So what I use is Tweet because I can go ahead and go in there and schedule for the day and not worry about it. Um, so I use that. I personally use TweetDeck when I'm leaving it up, but for scheduling and all those sort of things and managing the multiple accounts, I found TweetSuite easier because it's tabbed out mm -hmm. instead of the columns and having multiple columns. Um, and we use we use Hootsuite. I had um, I had used TweetDeck for a while, but I found it to be such a memory drain on my mm -hmm. computer, um, and it would slow down everything else I was trying to do. So if I was trying to um, even do a little bit of text editing on a brochure we were designing, my computer would sort of lock up, and there'd be smoke, you know, <laughs> coming uh, usually from me because I was so frustrated. Um, so we we switched to uh, to Hootsuite. Um, do you uh, do you do any from your phone or is it all desktop? I do it from my phone. I don't have all the accounts linked to my phone just because it'd be twenty four seven job. Mm -hmm. um, so I only have my personal account linked to my phone. So I don't do any business tweets from there. Cool. What what things is um. Angela, go ahead. Well, I was going to say Left Bank's account is tied into my um, phone through Tweetcaster. I don't really like it as well because it tends to it takes a lot of memory and it drains your battery really quickly. But that's the only account that I have linked through my phone is Left Bank's. That's interesting. So um, you mentioned something at your certain times of day. Have you found in your business that there are times that you need to be more or less active on Twitter? Um, I think it, it's um, sort of day party. Um, we tend to tweet before we open and midday when we're not as busy so that we can catch the tweets in between those. Um, but we find that, that we get more responses more towards the dinner hour which is kind of difficult because during the dinner hour, we're also not at work. So um, you kind of have to be alert at all times and make sure that you're catching, if, they have a real, if they're having a really bad experience at that second and they're at the restaurant, that you're speaking to them while they're still there and not getting back to them too late. Yep. How about you? I mean, cause, uh, you know, the difference between uh, Lauren and, and you, Angela, she's got a team of people that can also be watching this. How do you guys create um, a little bit of, um, to give it the feel of being interactive even though you're not doing it 24-7? Um, well, what, what I do is I tweet, I usually tweet in the morning, uh, like Lauren said, before we open, and then usually I do a lot of tweeting after the lunch rush and then in the evening. Um, but I do interacting with the customers because I'm actually out on the floor. So if there is um, if there is a problem, and I am here for the, I am able to immediately respond to it um, if they're here having that experience at that time. Cool, that makes sense. Um, and I mean, I think that's the difference with having one location and having you 
there is it really creates that intimacy. That's why you're um, general managers yeah. for you guys. Okay. Um, Allison, do you have another question? Uh, I do not have a question, but I have a recommendation for you, Angela, from Drew uh, Larison, long-time listener. Hey, Drew. Um, he suggests that for your phone, you simply use the uh, standard Twitter app for your phone, drains less battery, and allows you to um, add in more accounts. Thanks for that trip. Yeah, Drew. That uh, that's a great suggestion. I um I switch I also switched on my phone to the just the plain Twitter account and uh, the Twitter app and I've been much happier. I use Echo Phone, but I'm not sure that you can call in multiple accounts with that. I've never tried. I use Echo Phone. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and there's always there's always a new app. That that's I think that's probably one of the hardest things in general about social media and imagining restaurant business as well. There's always somebody designing another social media platform, and uh, when we do startup weekends, there's always three restaurant apps. <laughs> Every, everybody seems to think that restaurants need apps. And actually, from startup weekend, we started using TextRat, um, where we have the iPad at our host stands now, and instead of getting a pager when we're on a wait, we take your cell phone number and it texts you. No. That's Bob out of Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually met him in um, at the Global Organizers Conference. I was so glad that you guys got put together. That's awesome. I have one question before we wrap up. Either of you started using Google Plus yet for restaurant promotion? Um, I haven't, just because I don't feel like it's built for organizations yet. I feel like it's a very um, personal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so until they sort of build it towards that sort of thing. I mean, it's kind of like Facebook. Facebook didn't want organizations mm-hmm. on there, but we pushed our way through. <laughs> <laughs> so They're going to play with us whether they want to or not. We shut down on Facebook before. And that's and a whole other over. <laughs> so I think until they sort of welcome us in, we probably won't go that route. <laughs> what about you, Angela? Have you, have you spent any time looking at uh, – Google Plus. I have not looked at Google Plus, and I and honestly, I probably will not. Yeah, I um, I'm sort of the geek in the office, and I love all this new stuff. And I, uh, Allison has to like, she just shakes her head as I jump into the next thing. Um, I like the Google Plus environment, but right now it's a little bit of a ghost town. I think a lot of people signed up don't really know what to do with it, and um, I don't think Google knew. I mean, I think they, they put the platform together, but I don't know if they had a plan for it. We are uh, almost out of time, so I want to give each of you guys an opportunity to uh, tell folks how they can reach you, and most importantly, what's on the menu for today. We'll start, Angela, if people want to find you on Twitter, if they want to swing by the restaurant, what should they do? Um, they can find me. Um, my Twitter handle is at Left Bank Indy. And if they're not familiar with the Left Bank Cafe, where are you? We are located um, at 310 West Michigan Street. We are inside the big Cosmopolitan on the Canal building, but we are on Canal level, just about underneath the Indiana Street Bridge. Awesome. And Lauren, how do people find you? Um, my Twitter handle is at, at Brewhouse PR Lou. 
And uh, you can find our restaurants at scottybrewhouse.com because it would take forever for me to list them all. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go into just about any of them, be sure to have the pickles because that's my own personal favorite. One of our signature items. Yes. <laughs> it's been another fun edition of More Than a Few Words. Make sure that you check us out at roundpeg.biz. And, of course, if you aren't already following me, shame on you, and at our and uh, if you have um, other questions or you want to learn more about marketing, networking, social media, web design, do check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. You can follow me on Twitter at Roundpeg. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening. <laughs>